I'm in. I'm in. Welcome to Speak Hunter with Who You With Kirk, bro. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you wear church though. Welcome to speak on it with who you wear church though. I'm M. I'm M. I'm M. I'm M. Welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you wear church though. Welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you wear church though. I'm M. Welcome, I'm M. Welcome, I'm M. Welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you wear church though. Welcome to speak on it with who you wear church though. I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome to speak on it with who you wear church though. Welcome, welcome to speak on it with who you wear church though. I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. Welcome, welcome, I'm M. I'm at welcome to speak on it. Welcome, welcome to speak on it. I'm at welcome to speak on it. Welcome, welcome to speak on it. I'm at welcome to speak on it. Welcome, welcome to speak on it. I'm at welcome to speak. Welcome to speak. Welcome to speak. Welcome. I'm at welcome to speak. 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 I'm at Welcome to Speak On It with Who You With, Kurt Dog. I'm M, Who You With, Kurt Dog. I want to welcome y'all to the show tonight. Um, okay. Um, also, um, <laughs> today is Sunday. Sunday. want to give a shout out to, to my little nephew, uh, Harlem. Happy birthday to you. Number two. Um, so uh, tonight, got to get this computer set up right because... Like I tell you on Instagram, it just don't set up right. So, but um, tonight on the show, we're gonna say um, um, gonna talk about Georgia a little bit. Um, then we also gonna talk about uh Shane Dale Perosa. Yeah, that's gonna be an interesting one. Um, then also um, uh, John Fitzgerald Johnson. You may not know that name but we'll get into it a little bit later uh welcome welcome everyone on d live uh welcome to the show also um so um y'all can live chat with us in the chat room regardless of which platform you're on you can chat live with us um so georgia tomorrow is the last day you can actually um register to vote for the runoff election Tomorrow is the last day you can register for the January the 5th runoff. Uh, so definitely, if you're not registered to vote in Georgia, and <clears throat> excuse me, you wasn't able to vote in the uh, presidential election, well, tomorrow is your last day to let your voice be heard for the runoff because the runoff is very important. Have it decide who controls the House. So you definitely want to get out and let your voice be heard. Get out and vote and um, take a stand. Um, Take a stand. Let your voice be heard uh, because we need to take over the house. So. um, uh, So definitely do that if you're in Georgia or if you know someone that is in Georgia, um, call them up. Say, hey, are you registered to vote? Make sure you vote. Make sure you vote December the fifth. Make sure you get out and vote. Not December the fifth. January the fifth in the uh, runoff election. Um, So, man, 
yeah, this this next story is um uh pretty crazy, but I'm not surprised at all. Um exactly. Radio said uh, please vote and get that McConley out of out of a position of power. Yes, that's how how important it is because if you know old Mitch, he he do did everything Trump told him to do. Um, so we definitely need you to get out and vote and take over the house. If you're wondering why uh, stimulus packets haven't came out since March, that's the reason why. Uh, for the simple fact that um, it, between him and Trump, they held it up. So we definitely need to get him out of power. Uh, need to make sure he understand that people is tired of this BS. A lot of lives is at stake. So um, welcome to the uh, show, T Cal. Welcome to the show. Happy Sunday to you. And radio, I don't know if I said welcome to the show, but welcome. Um, thank both of y'all for being longtime listeners. Um, please like and sh- like, share, tell a friend. Um, they both are listening on YouTube. And as you can see, you can live chat with us in the chat room. So um, don't be afraid. I don't bite. I'm hungry, but I don't bite. Yeah. <laughs> so um, so definitely um Georgia, take a stand. Show up like you did for the for the uh presidential election. Uh show up for this runoff and get out and vote. And if you know someone that that wasn't registered for the presidential election, call them up. Say, hey, tomorrow is the last day you can register to vote for January 5th runoff. So uh, definitely get out and vote and uh, let your voice be heard. And um, let's make a difference. Let's take the house back. Um, regardless of what Trump is saying about he won the election now, uh, he didn't. He didn't. Matter of fact, he admitted to a couple of um, uh, Senates today that that Biden won. So, uh, so definitely, let's make sure we take the House back because right now, Mitch McConnell, he don't know what he want to do or how he's gonna do it for the simple fact that um, um, people are, are tired of him. He's part of the Trump administration. He part of Trump team. So we need to make sure um, we send them all packing. Let's clean that swamp out. He'll still be there, but but he won't be over the house. So that's important. Um, also, uh, before we go too far in the show, um, on uh, December the 14th, a week from tomorrow, uh, Friendship West is giving out 1900 food boxes um you don't have to sign up for it it's first come first serve get there early start at nine o'clock at 616 west keys in dallas texas first come first serve so you get there uh late you're gonna miss out so and uh you don't have to sign up just show up but you have to get there first come first serve um definitely have to do that. T Cal said let's take let's take his power. Yes. 
question because <clears throat> when you talk about people trying to help um, help the citizen of America, and here it is, it's been since March since people received any help from the governor, from the government, and people have lost their homes, and they've lost a lot of things, and here it is. This is your opportunity to stand up. So Atlanta, y'all definitely need to stand up and uh, uh, do what's right. Um, I'm sorry, I didn't have have my other stream where I could see when people come on on Facebook. So if you came on on Facebook, I see several people is on the live. Uh, uh, welcome to the show. Uh, I didn't see your name, so want to make sure I do shout out to everyone and welcome. Uh, you can live chat with us in the uh, chat room and go from there. Um, so the story came out a couple of days ago and very disturbing. Um, I guess um, last Sunday a young lady by the name of um, uh, Marquita Ferguson was found shot dead in an alley. Well, I think it was Wednesday of last week. They made an arrest on it. This happened up in Edna, Oklahoma, little small town. I used to go through there as a truck driver. Um, <clears throat> so this guy admitted that he shot and killed her admitted that he shot and killed her to teach her a lesson now i don't know what type of lesson he was trying to teach anybody by shooting and killing them young lady 27 years old shot dead and the guy admitted to it, allegedly confessed to it. Um, not only one time, but several times, um, he confessed to this killing. And he keeps saying he wanted to teach her a lesson. Now, I say this all the time. People, we have to be ready. There's some crazy fools out here. We don't know what they may try to do or what they will do. But it's best to be ready for whatever may come your way. For this man to, and he act like it's okay. Like it was, yeah, I did it. I was teaching her a lesson. I want to know what lesson you shot and killed her in an alley for what reason what's the reason why and it really uh, upset me for the simple fact this could have been anybody yeah we we heard all the threats during the um, election if 
if Trump lose, what's going to happen in all of this? I want to know what are, what is his mindset is, because he had like he didn't do anything wrong. What lesson was he trying to teach her? And it's it's a crazy it's crazy how people do. She's twenty seven. He's thirty. Uh, he is charged with possession of a firearm by a felon, uh, destruction of evidence, and first degree murder. Shot and killed in an alley. Like it, her life wasn't important, and that's um, that's pretty um, crazy on that. Um, because people say black lives, uh, blue lives matter. Well, what about black lives? Or they say all lives matter. All of them can't matter if, if you don't include black lives. And this is a prime example where he felt like her life was nothing. Shot and killed this young sister. Like it wasn't anything. Hopefully, he rot in jail. Yeah, actually, I think that's a uh, that take too long. For the simple fact, her life is gone. Well, he, he never should have had a firearm in the first place. He's a convicted felon. So he never should have had one. But whatever the situation was, no matter what happened, her life was worth way more than that. And he he allegedly confessed to the police a couple of times. Told him a couple of times. Uh, yeah. I, I shot and killed her. Trying to teach her a lesson. My question is, what lesson were you trying to teach her? And he confessed to it once they went to his house, did a no-knock warrant. And also, um, when they um, took him down to the station for questioning, welcome to the show, Vanessa Chambers. Um, happy birthday, Miss Chambers. Also, um, been knowing them since I was uh, ooh a long time. Um, tell Mama Chambers happy birthday for me. Um, but yeah, that's um. Very disturbing for people to do things like this just for no reason. 27 years old, shot and killed them, left in an alley like it wasn't nothing. Prayers go out to her family. I believe she had kids also. Uh, prayers go out to them and 
you got to be ready because there's some fools out here. You never know. You never know what someone is thinking. Just like last week on the show when we talked about the neighbor with the chainsaw. Chase this neighbor down. He was lucky it was her. Yeah, she shot him. But if it was the right person, that chase would have ended real quick. So, um, so definitely um, keep a family lifted in your prayers. Um, man. Yeah, John Fritz Johnson. Um, most of you may not recognize that name. But that is Grandmaster J at an NFAC. Uh, they went up to Stone Mountain back in um, 4th of July. 4th of July. Uh, the armed group. Well, he was arrested last week um, for allegedly pointing a gun at a federal agent at one of the rallies they was in. And um, I don't know if it happened. I have no idea. But he's currently in jail. Um, he did go before the judge, asked for a um, public defender. And um, that's a hard one. <laughs> Let me know how you feel about it, because um, I don't know if he did it or not, but that's the way that they're going to they're going to piece. I'm going to say they're going to piece some stuff together. And they was mad at him from the beginning. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. Um, which. It, they did some um they did did some things that was um people wasn't ready for people wasn't ready for it and when he did it it raised a lot of eyebrows first of all for you to have um several hundred and I think at some rallies it may even been a thousand or so have that many armed black folks showing up with assault rifles uh, pistols on their side people get nervous it could have been one person they still would have been nervous would have been nervous about it so um did he do it? I don't know. I wasn't there. Now, of course, you know, the news do pull out certain uh, videos when it come down to to uh, certain people. First thing they do is run a background check. Well, one thing I've seen in a couple of news, um, I've in a couple of uh, uh, news clips that they did not mention he actually ran for president back in 2016 
and um, he ran as the independent and also he uh, turned around and okay Um, he ran independent and I want to say he he started collecting a lot of followers from uh from it, which he said he had been running for about a year. So, um, though I agree with how he did things, I don't agree with everything, but I do understand because a lot of people are fed up with the way how black people are being treated. All the senseless killing. He was on the front line um, for the Breonna Taylor did protest up in Kentucky. So I truly understand. I understand as a black man and he took a uh, uh, I don't know about that. It's a possibility. I Nothing surprised me today. Um, I would assume that was that was before uh, he started in FAC. I don't I don't know. Um, it's a possibility. He could have actually done it. And they started to bring up his um, his history. Um, I guess he had at least one charge on him going into a military base unauthorized and it was a small felony misdemeanor and which he that was no problem but they're saying now he's facing up to 20 years in prison yeah 20 years for his action if he did it okay I say all the time you do the crime you have to do the time it doesn't make a difference who it is. If he did it, he have to do the time. And then, um, um, of course, you know, with the news, they're gonna they're gonna go and pull up clips. And and I did see one clip. Is it possible he 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 did uh, point a gun at a at a uh, federal agent? It's a good chance. Because I did see in one clip, from what I could see, of course, they didn't show the uh, the actually uh, him pointing a gun at them. But they had a clip and they could have pieced it together. I don't know. Said that um, uh, he told the people at two o'clock and said, whoever that is on top of that building, you about to get shot. Now, they claim that's that's when he did it, but I don't know. I wasn't there. So um, so hopefully they're able to find out the truth, if it's true. Okay, he got to do his time. But as a uh, black man, uh, um. As a black man, when you outspoken, that's you have a target on your on your back for being black. 
But then when you outspoken like he was, um, that put a bigger target on your back. And I'm not saying I'm not telling nobody uh, not to speak your mind because we all have to speak our mind. And unfortunately, um, there's a difference when a black man does it and when a any other race do it. For some reason, it seemed like it's more of a threat when we do it. So I'm sure it's going to um, uh, hopefully have his day in court. And what happened happens. Um, that's why it's important. And I say this all the time. You have to vote locally. And um, you have to be able to um Sit on these uh, on these jury because I'm I'm gonna be straight up honest. Now, if he did it, he definitely need to do the time. But if he goes in there, and if none of the jury look like me, he guilty as soon as he walk in. Unfortunately, that's the way they see us. Without even hearing the case, they already made their mind up. Now, I'm not going to say all of them, but it it's a bit good chance it is. Now, one of my thing is the day, apparently this incident happened back in September. And when it happened, uh, they should have uh, went ahead and tuck him in custody then it happened in September and here it is December and you don't take him into custody until then that's a long time you know you're gonna know if somebody point a weapon at you why wait that's my opinion um yes it that act well I think at one incident, um, someone did did accidentally shoot themselves, but it came out he wasn't a part of them. Um, at least the incident I know about. Now uh, they said he wasn't a part of the group. He just came out to participate in a protest and brought his weapon out there. And end up shooting himself in the leg or something. And I think it was um uh three people as um either it was one shot, but uh the person that did accidentally shot itself, and I guess um I think one got hit with bullet uh, fragments or something. But I I do remember that incident. And it later came out that he wasn't a part of them. He was somebody locally that came out and actually um, um, accidentally shot himself. Not unless it was another incident. That's the one I know about. Um, I'm trying to pull it up and see uh, just to make sure. Um just to make sure uh uh 
So they say they were shot at a Breonna Taylor protest. Um, trying to make sure. I don't know for sure. It, but the story I heard, it wasn't someone that was a part of them. It was somebody local that came out there uh, because they normally are pretty, um, <clears throat> pretty um, uh, organized. And from my understanding, they did a, a lot of training. Uh, it, they just wasn't getting somebody off the street to come in and carry these weapons. They they knew about it. So, but it's a possibility. It could have been another incident with that. Um, So they've done a lot of marches. I don't know for sure. But either way, it's a sad situation. If you don't, I know accidents happen, but if you don't know how to handle that weapon, you don't need to do it. Welcome to the show, Eric J. Smith, uh, watching on uh, Instagram. Um, you definitely don't need to handle a weapon you're not familiar with. That's that's my opinion. Um, I know for me, if it's a something I'm not familiar with, I need to need to do a little homework on it, make sure I'm doing it correctly. So, um, um, so hopefully, get his day in court. Um, and I want to say also in that Kentucky, um, protest, I believe he made the comment that if, um, uh, they did not charge those officers in the killing, they was going to burn that motherfucker down. So, um, so that's, um, it's a possibility. Yeah, I'm not saying he didn't do it. I'm not saying he did do it, but it is a possibility of um, exactly what they're what they charging them with. I just wish they would have done it right then instead of waiting months later to do it. If you know he pointed a gun at you, why not? Now, some of them may argue, well, right then wasn't the time because it was so many of them. And they all was armed, okay? But the next day, or maybe even next couple of days, it could have been a way that y'all done it instead of wait, waiting months. So uh, that's my opinion on it. Let me know how you feel about it. And um, and we'll just roll with it like that. So, um, um, man, so... And I should have mentioned this earlier. Dealing with the uh, the um, runoff election in Georgia, no Trump came out there. I think it was yesterday or the day before. Came out, did a rally for it, and he talked about how much of a rig, uh, how they cheated and stole the election from him. Then he turned around and encouraged people to get out and vote for the January the 5th 
uh, runoff election. I'm like this. Vote. <laughs> vote. Because your life still depends on it. Uh, especially the ones that haven't had any um, in- income coming in. You know, this can make a difference because they've been talking about another stimulus check since since March. And it haven't happened yet. So I would definitely get out and vote and, um, and vote like your life depends on it. Show up like you did in November and um, make sure you let your voice be heard and uh, get out an early vote too. Beat the lines. Get out an early vote. Um, so I got a story a while ago. This came out of um, Ohio. And the state troopers up there did a, um, a traffic stop. Did a traffic stop. And this is why I talk about the difference between black and whites when we get stopped by the police and when other race gets stopped by the police. Um, so the body camp just came out yesterday, I believe, but uh, a trooper pulled the car over and we're pulling the car over traffic stop. They end up calling the dog out, trying to get the guy out of the car he refused to. Now, kind of find out the guy had a gun in the car. Had a gun in the car, which the officer seen it, and he had his hand on it and told told the officer at least two times he would shoot them. He would shoot them. Now, the officer, one officer had his arm trying to get him out the car. He's refusing to come out. Now, for some reason, the officer let his hands go, let the guy armed go because he was talking about it's my constitutional right. I have every right to defend myself. You pointing your gun at me. And yes, I do have a gun. I should shoot you for pointing your gun at me. And going on, going on, going on. And the cop let his arm go. Then the guy take off. Now, I know some people may say, well, you always talk about black and white. The difference between black and white. Well, because if there was a black person or a Hispanic person. Nine times out of ten, if there was anybody else with him seeing the gun in plain sight and um, even making threats of shooting them because one of, one of the officers talked about uh, letting the dogs out. Talked about letting the dogs out to... Uh, Tell him if he don't get out the car, you're gonna let the dog out. Um, I'm like, really? Um, I'm like that's um, that's crazy. You see the gun, 
He reached for it. Nothing. Now, I wouldn't recommend anybody to do that uh, because it won't end right. It's not going to end good for you. And for them to allow this man to leave, well, they didn't even allow him to leave. He took off and he eventually was caught up and arrested. He was arrested. But it wasn't for um, trying to find that story now. It wasn't for the um, the charges. I felt like it should have been more charges because it was really a slap on the wrist. Like, hey, um, yeah, he's arrested, but his charges were. I'm trying to pull it up now for I can tell you exactly what it was. It should have been more than what they actually said. And, um, the guy was yelling and called their treatment unconstitutional, saying, oh, you're asking me at gunpoint? We can figure this out. Uh, we can talk about this. Um, you're violating my rights. Let go of me. You pulled the gun on me unconstitutional because he didn't he refused to get out the car. Refused to get out. Now, if you, if an officer is asking you to get out, you're refusing to get out. Well, they don't know what you're doing. But the guy had a gun right there in plain sight. And um, so he let the guy, let his arm go. The guy took off. He took off and uh, they pursued him. He was charged with improperly handling a gun in a motor vehicle and for carrying a concealed weapon on a closed highway. It didn't say anything about him uh, resisting arrest. If you notice, a lot of police officers, first thing they holler, stop resisting. And they didn't say anything about him resisting arrest. Um, the car chase, all the lives he put in danger uh, by running from the police. They didn't charge him for none of that. So I think it's a flap on the wrist. He's supposed to be in court on December the 17th. And uh, people talk to Twitter uh, to point out the history of law enforcement treatment of black people in comparison to their white counterparts. Um, so it's it's definitely, it's not good. That's the difference between um, white justice and black justice. Because the thing is, when it's dealing with a black person, I'm going to say about 95% of the time it's going to end in death. And about 98% sent at a time it's going to be uh dealing with shots fired and 98 is pretty is is pretty low because normally it's probably higher than that but there's a lot of good cops out there but in this situation this guy had a gun reached for it and made threats of shooting them at least twice 
and nothing. But now they didn't say anything about one shot was fired. I've seen where uh suspect take off in the car, they started shooting at the car. But they didn't mention none of that. So it's uh it's definitely um a difference between black and white uh justice because when it comes down to black justice, almost immediate is they've been sentenced to death. Just a very few occasions we may see where they may get off um no shots may be fired, just depends on that officer. In this situation, you making threats with a gun in the car, reaching for the gun. That should have been end of the case right then. Instead, y'all talking about let's talk about it. Talk about what? This man got a gun. So talking about let's talk about it, then turn around and um what if he shot one of them? They didn't handle this situation good at all. For the simple fact, because I feel like personally, because this was a white guy, it was a little bit, oh, he's not going to do anything. He's just talking. But I think if it was, if it was anybody else, it would have been a done deal. It would have been man pulled gun on on state trooper. They shot and killed them. So that's my opinion of it. Um, then um, let's talk about uh, uh old Rudy. Um, he actually um um. <laughs> tested positive for COVID that came out a couple of hours ago. And um uh he tested positive. Still still wanna go to the rallies like it ain't nothing wrong. Still hanging out with Trump like it ain't nothing wrong. But now he tested positive. So it is something wrong. And because of that, um, he's at a high risk category uh, due to his age. Um, people got to start taking this serious. Matter of fact, uh, oh, <laughs> I didn't see I didn't see you coming. I was looking at something else. Uh, Speaking of gun, Rittenhouse lead attorney withdrew from his case for a conflict of interest due to his financial issues. Oh, it's going to be a lot of that because all that money they raise. Yeah, they're going to come in there and do some work, but they they already know he don't have a chance. This man, this. I don't even want to call him a man, but this Doug. Uh, killed those people in cold blood. He should should um, do the time. He did the crime. Why not? So, yeah, that's 
Yeah. That's what he do. Um, these attorneys, they'll they suck all the juice from a from a uh, uh from a beat, try to get blood from a beat and until they can't get no more. And once they done, they'll sit you on the porch like it ain't nothing. Oh, I did my job. I oh I got paid. The fund something ran out. Oh, y'all not getting no more donation? Oh no, I can't can't handle this case. I got something else I need to do. And I wouldn't be surprised if um um he won't be trying to get a uh, public defender. But see, uh, uh, that attorney probably knew. Um, he got on that case just for the simple fact it was a high-profile case. And he was going to make money off of it. But once that money stopped coming in, he got to go. He can't waste no more time on it. And so... I'm not surprised of that at all. And that's that's how some attorneys do. I'm not going to say all because I know some great attorneys. I'm not going to say all, but that's how some of them do. They try to milk, milk their cow as much as they can. And once that, that well run dry, it's time to move around. I won't be able to represent you no more. So that's going to be interesting. Either that or he looked at the uh, evidence and made a decision. There's no way this guy is going to win. I don't want to take that L on my record. I wouldn't be surprised. They they possibly could be because if you notice um, uh it been a lot of them, and the first thing they holler is the constitutional right. I wouldn't be surprised at all. I would not be surprised. They probably are. And that's why, once again, it starts back at you getting out and voting. If you go and vote and you get people that, that knows exactly what's going on, they can put a stop to it, not just for your federal and state level, but you also need to do your local voting because that's where your laws are made locally. So definitely um, uh, get out and vote. I don't care where you are. Like I say all the time, I don't care if I'm voting uh, between a race of a duck and a, and a, tur- a rabbit and a turtle. I will get out and vote every time. And make my voice heard. Then when I, my number get picked every year for jury duty, I'll be there. And I will show up. I don't make excuses to get out of it. A lot of people do that quite a bit. I don't. Yeah, I go. I go to jury duty. I don't ever get no high profile case. The only thing I get is uh, possibly eviction or something. Yeah, but uh, I suppose to been going this year, but that's when the uh, uh, pandemic struck and I wasn't able to go. But hey, 
you gotta get out and vote i don't care who you vote for just let your voice be heard and stop trying to get out of jury duty because that's important too when you wonder why um uh certain people go to court then get out and get out on bail and that's because they didn't have the right jury because unfortunately a lot of people they choose if a person guilty or not by the color of their skin me personally i listen to the case then i make my decision that's what i do but i don't care what color you are i just want you to if you did the crime you need to do the time if you didn't okay you shouldn't be in jail but i haven't had a criminal case yet i only did um uh eviction he's a younger version of george zimmerman you're exactly right uh well the difference is um the people that he shot they wasn't black so that's the difference but mindset yes if he end up getting off of this uh getting off on this case i could see them wanting to do a movie deal uh wanting to write a book and he's gonna feel like he have power if he get off and nothing happened to him i could see this happening again years down the road because he'll say oh i got off this time and now he would use that as an excuse oh because of who i am they approached me and they did this to me and whatever the case may be but he should be uh uh definitely should be um held accountable walking on uh animal low end how you doing i want to say you said you're in uh england if i'm not mistaken uh welcome back to the show hello mate to you um so uh uh no australia um uh, he's gonna have uh civil cases to deal with but if he don't have no money that's just a civil case um uh welcome back um I I actually seen when they was doing the um, bail hearing, I actually uh, watched it. It was on Facebook. I watched it, and one of the fathers, um, I can't remember the guy's name. I want to say it was the one with the skateboard. Um, he actually had he was there too, and he spoke. And he was pretty upset. He was like, I think the bail should be much higher. Um, I think they were saying something like uh, either five or ten million or something. But he was pretty, pretty heated behind, which I understand. Here it is. This guy killed your son and now they call him a hero. Um, 
call him a hero. That's pretty messed up. No, he's not a hero. He's a thug. He's a thug. So, uh, so Animal Lowen asked for a recap. So we talked about Georgia last day to vote. Um, no, last day to register to vote tomorrow uh, for the January fifth runoff election. We talked about Shane Dale Perosa, um, thirty-year-old man in uh, Edna, Oklahoma, shot and killed the 27-year-old Marquita Ferguson, a young black lady, uh, shot and killed the last Sunday. Left her in the alley, dead, and the police caught up with him on Wednesday. Evidence pointed them to him, and he admitted. He shot and killed her to teach her a lesson. I'm still trying to figure out what lesson he was trying to teach her. Um, then Grandmaster Jay, who real name is John Fitzgerald Johnson from the NFAC leader, was actually uh, arrested last week on federal charges uh, at a protest. He actually allegedly pointed a a weapon at a federal agent on top of a building. Um, and we talked about Rudy Giuliani um, testing positive for the coronavirus. Um, and that's uh, for us. I think I hit them all. Um, oh, the, the um, Ohio State Trooper actually um, uh, pulled up a car and uh, the guy actually um, uh, threatened to shoot the police, had a gun in the front seat, reached for it, and the cop eventually let his arm go, and the guy took off, police chase, and he was charged with um, improper storage of a firearm in a vehicle and traveling down a closed highway. Or something like that. Something real crazy. Uh, to answer your question, no. No. I should have done it. Um, I had the opportunity when I was, mm, I think I was 22, 23, something like that years ago. I did security and um, a commission security. So... Um, the city that I worked in, I worked so much with the police department. They try to get me to, uh, to actually, uh, become a cop. I wish I would have done it, but we learned from my mistakes. So, um, matter of fact, if I would have done it, I would be, uh, pretty close to retirement or I would be in a position where, I probably wouldn't be on the streets because um, that would have been a pretty nice time. I will be approaching almost 30 years. So, um, so that's, um, that's, I, sh I wish I would have, but you do learn from your mistake. So, but no, I'm not a cop, but I, I have a lot of friends that, well, I know a lot of police officers. Um, 
Security is pretty good. I don't know about today. I don't know how it is in Australia, but here, I don't know. Because it's a different type of crimes these days. Um, because there's some crazy people out there. They can easily, um, um, just because you have a uniform on, they can actually, uh, <laughs> here, they may just shoot you just because of the uniform. It doesn't matter. Um, uh, COVID have made this really crazy. Uh, I do know a couple of people that are in the security business. Um, some are, they not like what I was doing. I was doing like apartment complex when I was uh, doing security. And even then, it was, um, it was crazy then because the complex I, I actually worked in, um, it was it was uh, uh, some low end apartment complex, so it was it was completely different. Matter of fact, uh, this guy, I was a supervisor. And this guy that I used to work with, uh, Donnie, um, uh, uh, what is his name? Holbucker or something like that. Um, they used to call us Smitty and Hodge. Uh, because I'm black, he's white, and if you seen one of us, you seen both of us. And for some reason, after we take our lunch break, we always end up chasing somebody. And I didn't understand that. So I was like, man, I'ma just stop eating uh while I'm at work. But it seemed like as soon as after we ate, we end up going back getting in a foot chase. So that was um it was good. I was young. Um, would I do it today? Mm, not like how I did it before. And the bad part about it, the company we worked for, come payday, it was a race to the uh, bank. Yeah. Everybody be up there. And as soon as we got our check, uh, um, Soon as we got our check, everybody running to their cars trying to get to the bank first. Because you may make it to the bank and they say, Hey, all the funds gone. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> so um so that's kind of interesting. Let me know what type of experience you had in uh security. As you can see, I've I've been a jack of all trade. Uh I used to hold several jobs at one time, but um, so it's kind of uh, it, it's kind of crazy. But I, I everything I've done, I always made the best of it and gave my best of it. Uh no, we, yeah, I think it was, it was. Because we had paper checks, and um, it w- it was rough. I don't I don't know what the problem was because they were losing money. Um, after we go there, and they end up um, telling us, "Oh, come back tomorrow, funds to be in tomorrow." And I'm like, "Okay." 
And I made the mistake. Something was going on. And I had to de- uh, deposit the check in my in my bank account. Um, of course, that was a big mistake. And it bounced. So, of course, I had a fee. But anybody who deposited the check in their bank account, they covered the fee. And I'm like, how many fees are y'all having to pay? And I'm like, man, so back then it was like, I think it was like $30 for each overdraft fee or when for any uh, return checks or something. I haven't had none of that. And I think I was in my 20s when that happened. So, and that was the last time I ever had a return check or anything. So they they lost a lot of money having to pay all those fees. Um, if they were... Uh, if they were losing money, are you sure Trump didn't? <laughs> yeah, it's a possibility. I I don't know, but the way they was losing, now they had the business, but I think they kind of did like some of these. Uh. uh they had the business, but I think they actually try to do like some of these big trucking companies. They undercut the low man just to get the account instead of charging the proper fee. So that was a problem. Um, so Animal Low End said, uh, so me and my co-worker went to this house to investigate and some crazy homeless man with a knife came after us so we ran out the out the first floor window and called reinforcement exactly see that was one thing that we did because they had a lot of properties that was close by each other so what we end up doing if somebody needed backup uh, they just came on the radio and said hey I needed need help and you have people coming from all these different areas and a lot of times we made it there before the police did because most of the properties was probably about uh, five to almost 10 minutes away from each other so we could get there much faster than the police did a lot of time but I I enjoyed it I was a, a supervisor and um, I was a supervisor, so whenever uh, an officer needed assistance, I ended up having to go, uh, end up going out to that property uh, to make sure everything was was okay. But I have some, <laughs> I'm not going to tell it tonight, but I have some stories of uh of uh, some stuff that that took place during that time of my life and um interesting story uh, so it it's um yeah i've i've had a lot of stuff to uh really take place but what i do it today no nah, i'm good uh i go back cross country before uh 
before I do security again. Um, as for the type I did back then, and it was it was crazy. It was nothing to um, to really have to deal with situations because now I used to get recognized all the time by this police department because um, people would come out and especially new officers that never met me before. Uh, I did carry a nine and a pistol grip shotgun. Um, um, so with carrying a, a new officer come out, oh, let me look at your shotgun. They got to measure it, make sure it's the right length. And it was like a half inch over. They're like, oh, okay, I just never met you before. I just needed to check and see. I'm like, all right. Um, I actually ran into a lot of crazy ones. Uh, now, this was in a apartment complex, a low-income apartment complex. So I ran into a lot of stuff, um, uh, drug dealers, um, probably... One of the biggest thing that happened uh, with working that property, I'm doing my rounds. A lot of officers like to drive around in their cars. I will park. I like to walk around. And um, this particular night, um, this young lady passed by. First, it was her boyfriend, and she was walking behind him. And she looked me in the face, and she didn't. Most residents knew me, so that was no problem. Um, so when she got in eye contact with me, she whispered, Call the police. And I'm like, Call the police? She's like, Yes. And I called. And, of course, it was a domestic violence uh, situation. And um, for me personally, I feel like I basically have uh, uh, helped save that woman's life because there's no telling what would have happened because the that particular city, uh, Garland Police, actually, um, that particular city, they knew if I called, it was something major. I didn't call unless it was um, somebody was going to jail. So, and that's that's the type of respect that uh, they had for me. So, and the supervisor had uh, pulled me over one night because I'm. That's when I was driving the '82 Cadillac. Um, <laughs> So um, the supervisor pulled me over one night. And, uh, of course, back then, I'm sticking my hands out the window to tell me, hey, I'm armed. He's like, okay. Uh, but I was in uniform. Um, so um, the uh, supervisor said, where are you heading? I told him where I was doing security. And he said, wait a minute. I've been hearing a lot of things about you. Gave me his card, and he told me, he said, look, if you have any problems out of any of my officers, you call me directly. 
So, um, so that was good. That was good. And, um, um, I actually have some, um, a couple of people that, um, uh, I ran across over the years and especially kids, they, they like, Oh, you made a difference in my life and, um, stuff like that. Welcome to the show. What's up? Um, I seen you come in. I put your message up, but, uh, um, I've, I've had a lot of incidents that happened. Um, that was, um, I always just feel like regardless of my situation, I'm going to treat everybody how I want to be treated. Um, and a lot of time that take you a long way. So it's definitely, um, um, yeah, it, it's it's kind of it can take a toll on you, but luckily, um, I didn't have nothing seriously that was uh, that happened. But I did, <laughs> of course, I was in much better shape back then, you know. But I I I had no problem with uh, uh chasing someone. So, um, <laughs> matter of fact, one time. Me and Donnie had Burke holders of last night. Donnie Burke holder. And um we was chasing someone from the complex and we ran over to the next street because um I think the guy uh pointed a gun at us or something. What it whatever the situation was. Oh no, what had happened. Um we heard shots on the property. And we seen this guy, and when we started approaching him, he fired two shots, and he took off running. So he ran on the next street, and um, we're chasing him. And I was like, these two dudes are fast. So I passed by this house that had their uh, door open. <laughs> so I walk up to it tell them who I was. And I was like, we chasing somebody that is coming down your alley. I said, can I cut through your house? And the guy said, sure. Open the door. And I ran in the back and we caught him in the, uh, caught him in the alley. So, uh, caught him. He was arrested with a firearm and, and some other charges. So that's, uh, yes, yes. That's why I say it's it's a personal choice. I I was I was not a police officer, but you have to have the right mindset to do that type of job. And if you don't have that right mindset, then people end up getting shot and killed. Innocent folks end up getting shot and killed. And that's kind of like in a sense, um, I know you probably just came on, but we talked about the incident up in Ohio um, where the state trooper pulled this guy over and he made threats of shooting the officers. They seen a gun, but they did not shoot him. I just feel like if that was. uh, um, I feel like if that was uh, any other race. Once they seen a gun and the guy refusing to get out the car and reach for reach for the gun, 
and made threats of shooting them, it would have been um uh would have been a different situation. Um, um so uh T Cow said radio exactly. Um what was the scariest part of being in security like uh what year? Um man that was I, that had been like in oh shoot. Um I'm trying to it was in the nineties. I only did it for like a couple of years and I was like, nah. Um um so it was back in the nineties. But the thing is it was um it to me it was one of those things, oh I could do this. It wasn't necessary about the job or what I was doing. It was about, oh, I want to do security. I wonder if I could get commission to carry a gun. So I done that and I was like, okay, I did that. But um I wanted to do a be a I'm a car driver, but um once they gave me the timeline, they were like, okay. Within the first five years, you will get shot and pro- possibly killed. I'm like, no, that's not for me. <laughs> um, so they had it had a timeline of what was gonna happen. And I said, no, I'm good. I don't want that one. So, um, well, you have to have a mindset of uh, basically, um, you have to make a split decision. You have to be able to think ahead of whatever the situation may be, because if you're going out to a situation, you got to think, okay, Uh, especially at an apartment complex, most people know you, you know them. So you kind of know who you're dealing with because you're out there on a daily basis. And, but you know, you get a call saying, hey, we need security here. Or if you see something happening, then it will be kind of kind of uh, nerve wracking. Um, so you just got to got to be a quick thinker. Um, every situation you could talk and um, and kind of smooth it out just by your body language and the way that you talk. Um uh oh there you go uh so how does that determine whether people get shot or not it's basically first of all if it's a weapon involved you need to protect yourself to get back home to your family now with this incident in ohio where these two troopers seen this guy had a gun and he also made threats of killing him and also reach for the gun. So at that point, that's a threat because you made a couple of threats and you refusing to get out the car and you talking about your constitutional right. Yeah. Uh, at that point, it, it's a threat. You're making threats. You're making threats. You reach for a gun and at that point, you cannot hesitate because you don't know exactly what this person is going to do. 
especially with a weapon presented right there. So, yeah, in that situation, I would not think twice about it if I was in that situation as a security officer. Someone pointing a gun at me, it's either me or you. Um, and I prefer to go home. So it's not, I'm not going to give, I'm not going to think twice about it because that the second you think twice about it, it could cost you your life. And with those two troopers, I feel like they handled that situation completely wrong for the simple fact. I'm not saying they should have killed that man, but this man was refusing to get out, reached for his gun that was in hand reach and then he took off from them. So yeah, I I wouldn't think twice about it. No, that would have been a justice, justified killing or shooting for the simple fact that uh, um, the guy knew what he was doing. Um, oh, when someone, the guy approached you with a uh, with the knife and y'all jumped out the window. Yeah. When I first got into it, um, they had me in a different uh, apartment complex in the southern part of Dallas. And I should have known something was up then because my supervisor at the time, he said, look, you're going to be with this woman, this security officer. If y'all have to run, do not leave her. And I said, run from what? Said, oh, sometimes you may get shot at out here. I'm like, okay. So, yeah. Um, so that was kind of kind of crazy on that one. Um, I agree with your radio. Some people become cops for all the wrong reasons. Some people become cops because they've been bullied. In high school, they get that badge and they think they're in control of everything. But cops are human. They make mistakes just like I make mistakes and everybody else make mistakes. Some people don't own up to their mistakes. I do. Um, yes, I do. You can you can kind of figure out what type of situation you're going into, uh, especially if you're going into um, um, a domestic violence, you really need to pay attention to what's going on. Uh, for the simple fact, sometime in a domestic violence, um, you could get both of them turn on you. <laughs> so, but then again, a lot of time the guy is going to say certain things and try to do certain things. So you have to pay attention to it. You definitely do. Um, and, and yeah, it's a split second, but you have to have to pay attention to everything, all your surrounding. If it's a group of people there, you don't let nobody stand behind you. You got to make sure nobody cannot come up behind you and do something to you. So you definitely need to pay attention to it. Um, um, uh, at times you may have to take cover, but see when, when I did security because of the complex I was in, um, we did, 
Donnie and I, we used to, um, we would kind of hide a little bit by the tennis court because people cannot see us, but we knew where the drug house was. And when people leave, yeah, we would approach them and because it was a care for you on the property. So people could not just hang out out there. So we would approach them, uh, talk to them, and uh, hopefully we never had any of them give us problems. But uh, some of them, we knew exactly what was going on. And what we did, um, we offered some type of help, uh, talk to them, be like, hey, this ain't the way to go. That's not the way to go. So, yeah, you got to know who uh, you got to know who you're dealing with. Race you are. Okay. Oh, yeah, it it was it was great. Yeah, I'm glad I was, too. But I knew when it was time to get out of it. Okay, you're talking about this situation with the state troop in Ohio. Yeah, if that guy was black, they once they seen that guy, they would have shot him. Would have shot him dead. I feel like they would have, because today it's a lot of uh, blacks that been killed that was unarmed. Because for us, the color of our skin is a threat. But then, if you add a weapon to it, it's it's more of a threat. They, I don't think they would have thought twice about it, especially after someone making a a threat saying, I'm going to shoot both of you at least a couple of times, according to the video, from what I heard in the video. So, yeah, if he was black, he would have been dead. It would have been a different story. So, in this situation, I think the reason why I didn't the outcome was not like that was basically because he was white. And unfortunately, I'm not going to sugarcoat it to please anyone. It's a difference between black laws and white laws. And it started with the police officer that is approaching you where they mindset is. If they have a, a mindset that all black do things wrong. No. They don't care. They automatically think you guilty just because you're black. Um, so it all started in, in the mindset. Um, T-Cal said power trip. Exactly. A lot of them do have power trip. Uh, you never know. Well, the difference is, now, I know you came in kind of late. But the difference is I did security. I was a commissioner uh, security officer, which I was licensed to carry a gun. Now, I wasn't a police officer. So the only information we had, uh, our dispatcher come on the radio. Uh, I think my code was 522-527 because uh, I had two property. And they tell us, okay, I uh, got a call from this resident. Go check it out. 
and we get there and sometimes we don't know what we was getting into depends on the call. It may be a noise complaint, but even with a noise complaint, if you have a noise complaint, well, guess what? Um, you don't know what might happen. Like for instance, for me, um, I I lived in this complex at the time. I had a had a party, had a birthday party, and and just so happening. The same company I worked for did security over there. So I talked with the security officer. I said, hey, I'm have, or I used to work for. I didn't work for them anymore, but they knew me. I said, hey, I'm having a party. If you get any noise complaint, come talk to me. And I, I tone it down some. And I said, matter of fact, you can come up here and get you some, get you some fish because uh, I had a fish fry. So two or three officers, uh, security officers came up there and when they walked in, I'm laughing and joking with them as they coming in to fix they plate and everybody else looking like, what the hell? But because of the relationship and how I've always treated them, they respect me. I respect them. Now, after about the third or fourth call, they said, well, look, we're going to have to call DPD. Okay, no problem. We about to wind down anyway. So by the time the cops made it there, everybody was gone. It, it, I think it took them like over an hour to get there, and we was already winding down. So, yeah, that's uh, it, it goes both ways. Um Radio said, I remember on the traffic stop, a woman was smoking in her car. The cop told her to put it out. She refused and everything escalated. He dragged her out of the car and arrested her. Yeah. Which, if you just smoking cigarettes, I'm like this. Um, You smoking cigarettes, that's your, you in your car. Now, if you deliberately blowing your smoke in my face, uh, and you have some people that will do that, but I don't think that's enough to upset you to where you should arrest this woman. You cannot tell me to put out a cigarette if I, yeah, you stop me, but am I going to jail? If I'm not going to jail, I shouldn't have to put it out. But then again, me personally, I don't smoke smoke anyway, but me personally, if I did, I would have enough respect not to blow it in someone's face because you don't know if they have asthma or whatever. It's all about respect. Um, okay, uh, Preston. Um, yeah, you don't see the news. Yeah, I'm just saying. Uh, a lot of time we are. Yes, we are. See, see, apparently that's the blindfold that you have over your eyes because apparently you're not seeing what everyone else is seeing. Like I said, that particular story, Twitter went on a rampage and if there was a black person, none of that would have happened. 
once the threat was made, once the gun was in the car, uh, the officer grabbing his arm, trying to pull him out the car, and he's threatening to shoot them. Yeah. They would have shot and killed him. Then all the charges he got, not for resisting arrest, because in all the videos that we see a police encounter, first thing they say, stop resisting, stop resisting. He didn't get charged for resisting arrest. He got charged for improperly uh, carrying a, a firearm in a vehicle and driving down a closed freeway. So, yeah. Uh, uh, so that was that's. Yeah, it is a difference between black laws and white laws. It's a big difference. And if you can't see it, you're probably part of the issue. Uh, it, I've heard of a story um, where, hell, on uh, back in the days, what was that show that used to come on, that cop show before the pandemic? They used to tell them all the time, put out your cigarette, then all of a sudden they're they're arresting them. So um the radio said that was a true story. The woman ended up committing suicide three days later. I watched the dash cam footage, check it out. It some people cannot handle certain situation. Mentally, they cannot handle it. Uh Yeah. So so you agree. I'ma just ask the question. What Trump talking about he won the election is stolen from him. He keep tweeting that. So that's fake news too, right? I'm I'm just asking. Cause you said Twitter is fake news. I don't agree with everything that is on social media, but when I seen the video myself, the body cam uh, video of what this guy said and did uh, and how the cops reacted with him. Pull it up. It's on TMZ. Pull it up. I guess that's fake news too, but it came from the body cam. <laughs> Pull it up. Uh, matter of fact, um, you could go to the uh, uh, and find it. Go to fox8.com and um, is that the one I'm looking for? Uh, you can pull it up. Uh, just Google um, video show white suspect threatening to shoot cops and police standoff in Ohio. So yeah. Uh it is. It's a different. Uh, black laws and white laws, black folks are violent. See, that's your thinking. That's your thinking. That's the way that you think. Because probably you didn't grow up around too many black folks. Oh, let me let me see. You're going to say, I have black friends. So, what's going on, G Money Man? Welcome to the show. Um, 
Yeah, but the thing else is crimes in every community, but the ones that the news outlet talk about the most are crimes done by black people. They don't highlight the crimes that that white people commit. Uh, Every once in a while, you might hear about um, Billy uh, shot and killed Sue because they wasn't together no more. But the thing else is crimes in every community, but the only ones that the news really highlight when it's dealing with a with the black community. So, yeah, that's the problem. Uh, uh, Radio said, well, if the dash cam footage is fake, the actress playing the woman must have been a stunt person. The cop violently pulled her out the car. Exactly. Uh, yeah, I I realized when you said, look at our community, you are black. That's that's what you're saying. You could be anything you want to be behind a keyboard. Uh, far as I know, I don't know what color you are. But But the way that some of the comments that you make um, you sound like you could. Um, good way of saying it. Sound like you could be white, but then again, you could be one of those black people that hate black folks. I don't know, but the comments that you make, and the and the way that you, the way that you um send your message in, I don't know. I'm just saying. The reality, and and it's okay if you like that, but the reality of the situation, some people turn a blind eye to what's going on, to the reality of what happened in the world. Some some people don't want to see that, and they don't want to deal with that because it don't affect them personally. That's all I'm saying. Um, And you're talking about fake news. Hell, as far as I know, you might be Trump pretending to be a black person. I don't know. Um, So I'm telling you, yeah, it's a lot of violent crimes that happen in the black community. And that's why I say on the show all the time, we need to start policing our neighborhoods again. Um, uh, we need to start policing our neighborhood. It need to be like it was back in the 80s. The street lights come on, you need to have your tail in the house. Um, you did something wrong down the street, you only got three or four weapons before you got home, and then you got another one. But unfortunately, we went through a time uh, with some of these 80s and 90s babies that came up where we went through a time where babies was having babies. So instead of raising their kids, they became friends with their kids. So that's a difference in all of that. So um, it's, it's hard to raise a child when you are a child having babies. I'm not saying now, don't get me wrong because I've seen some some um, babies having babies, and they're very successful. They're doing some great things in the world. 
but then some of them we have to some of them don't 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 um they in that cycle where they don't want to break it they comfortable with with the lifestyle they was raised in and the lifestyle that they're currently living in so at some point you got to want better i never been the type to to say oh because i was raised in this environment i'm gonna stay in this environment now my mom raised four kids and um uh, she did a, a damn good job raising four kids but at the same time when you have your neighborhood raising you that's where the problem come in at because a lot of these kids instead of these parents paying attention to what's going on with their kids the neighborhood is raising them and they adapt to the way of the neighborhood that's why the crimes are so bad that's why it's 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 an issue with stuff like that so uh yeah, we make mistake, but how many? They they've been trained. They've been trained. All these mistakes they made unnecessary, because the thing is, it would take a barber or a beautician uh, longer in school than it will to become a cop. They training is much longer, so I think one of the problems is. They they get them out of school too quick. <laughs> See, that's why that's why I say uh, sometimes your comments I don't know. Um, no, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. Um, but hey, I'm I I'm gonna call it like I see it. Yeah. That situation in Ohio, it should have been handled much different. I feel like if that guy was any other race besides white, it would have been different. Matter of fact, since you brought it up, have you even seen that video of that situation? Uh, Because once you take a look at that video, then you would understand the reason why I feel this way. You may not understand, but it's okay because we have a right to agree and disagree. And it's all good. I had no problem from it. Yeah, that's why I said the cops training is not that long. Uh, you say cops get out of training too quick. It's six months long. Yes. To go to go to barber school or beautician school, I want to say you spend 18 months to uh, two years in there or something. Depends on how, how your schedule is. Because if you work in a full-time job, it's going to take you a little bit longer. But if you doing that full-time, a minimum of 18 months. So, yeah, cops should have more training. They should definitely have more training. But I'm like, hey, uh, but some people don't consider that. Now, when you have 
Now, in one hand, I will say get him the benefit of the doubt in Ohio. I'm not saying take this man life. But when a threat is there, you have to defend yourself. You have to. You don't have time to negotiate with him when it's a threat. The threat was he made a threat to kill them. He had a gun in in hand reach, um, which the cop kept saying in the video, don't you dare reach for that gun. But still, it's there. He had every choice to uh, do everything else. Welcome to the show, H. Thompson223 uh, on Instagram. Um, so it's definitely, um, they had a choice. They made the choice to let the guy go even after the threat, and they didn't let him go. He tucked off. The cop let his arm go because the guy kept saying, it's my constitutional right. It's my constitutional right. I feel like if there was a black man, they would have told him, you don't have no damn constitutional right because they feel like we're not worthy to be an American. So the thing is, yeah, it's a problem. It's a problem. If that guy was a black guy, he would have been dead. We would have known his background. We would have headlines with a red black man draw gun on on a, a Ohio trooper and they shot and killed them. Bottom line. And it would have been a done deal. Um, yeah, but even some of those field training. Some of these folks are a trip when it comes down to uh, field training. They they got to do certain things and uh, depends on the department. I'm not going to say all of them because I know the ones I used to work with when I did security, they they did a lot of things. And um, I was okay with them. I don't know how long they stayed in training, but I was okay with them. Welcome to the show. Hernan Cortez, cops never stop training. They train throughout their whole career. Yeah, because they have to go back and get refreshed on certain things. I want to say they do it maybe once or twice a year, but I really feel like the reason why we have so many unarmed people getting shot by cops um, because they uh, a lot of people is raised to think black folks are bad. And unfortunately, that's how it is. Uh, that's how it is sometimes. So I guess uh, you switched over to Instagram. Uh, so a lot of people feel that way. Um, I know one incident myself, like I said, I guess this was about 98, 99, uh, where I stayed at the time. I went up to the little convenience store. And when I walked in, the flow child said, uh, oh, dad, a black man. And I looked at the child and I looked at the daddy and I said, I'd have slapped the shit out of you <laughs> because you raising your child because he didn't say the he said the N word and <laughs> I wanted to slap the mess out of him. But I said, nope, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but I tell him he need to raise his child much better because just because you see a black person doesn't mean 
they're they're a bad person. So, but I did tell him I want to slap the shit out of him. Um, whole career of training, consistent and always. Yeah, they always have to stay updated on laws because laws change all the time if people get out and vote. So, uh, so you got to stay updated. Um, if it's a threat there, yes. If it's a threat where this guy reached for his gun saying it's his constitutional right to shoot him and threatened to shoot the cops with a gun right there reaching for it, I don't give a damn who it is. At that point, it's either him or me. And watch the video and see it for yourself. And and then let me know tomorrow night uh, what your thoughts are on it. Uh, you could go to TMZ. Uh, they have it on there. So um, TMZ have it on there. But you can watch it on, on TMZ. Watch the watch the video and let me know tomorrow night how you feel about it, because it's um, I feel like they showed him a lot of favoritism. I feel like they uh, because of, of the color of his skin, that's the reason why they reacted the way they did, because I'm not saying you should just take the man life. But when this guy is clearly making threats towards you, the cop is holding his arm trying to get him out the car. The guy refusing to get out. Then he reached for a gun and said, it's my constitutional right. You got your gun pointed at me so I can shoot you. So, yeah. At that point, it should have been... uh, (laughs) At that point, it, you got a decision to make because this guy could have could have shot that cop. And before that cop could have gotten his gun. It, it would have been over for him. Then his family is the one that's going to feel the pain. So that's a completely different situation. The threat is there. Her armed threat is there. I'm not saying as for somebody who's unarmed, no. But when a man basically have the gun there in his hand and threatening to shoot you, are you going to wait around and see if he's going to shoot first and ask questions later? No. You're going to solve it right then and there. So, um, yeah. I feel like if they would have shot him, it would have been justified. Now, don't get me wrong. That's with anybody. That's with anybody. The threat was there. So, uh, one thing about me, I look at everything before it comes on the show. If, if, if this guy was black and if they shot and killed him, weapon there, hey, that's his fault. I don't pick size because of the color of their skin. I don't do that. I see it for what it is. So, yeah, that was his fault. 
if if the guy was black, they shot and killed him. That was his fault. That would have been justified. But then again, I want to say the cops did a good job by not taking this man's life. But I also would like to see how the cops have handled the situation in the past. Because in, in today's society, with everything that we're going through, uh, I know I'm black people getting killed. Why? Yeah. If when you see a situation like that, it, it do raise questions. That's the case. George Floyd still be alive. Uh, Rodney King when he got beat. So we could go down the list. Um, now with all the train, now Amber she was on that. She was trying to. <laughs> she was on that. Uh, oh Lord, <laughs> she was making that uh that appointment with that married man that's what she was concerned about so uh, uh, that's where her mind was said she had that D appointment with that married man and she was trying to make that happen so I've seen some I've, I've actually seen, matter of fact, down in Houston a couple of months back, uh, police was trying to arrest the guy. It was two white cops and there was a black suspect. They was trying to arrest him. Someone came up and started videotaping and they was telling the cop, please, whatever you do, don't don't hurt him. Don't kill him. And the cop said, well, look, if you could come help us. So the guy went over there and helped put the guy in handcuffs, and that was cool. So, yeah, it, the guy was on the ground, but just like uh, last week, we talked about the story in Kentucky where um, um, the guy driving down the street, seeing all these cops' cars pull over this uh, black guy, and he's across the street videotaping, not not in the area, not in their way. Matter of fact, one of the cops waved at him. And then all of a sudden, this cop, after they finished the stop or whatever, they walk over to him and I uh, told him not to record. He said, hey, I it's my constitutional right to record. And the guy got pissed off and knocked the phone out of his hand. And they attacked him. So when you talk about uh, the difference between black and white, this guy had a gun. This guy had a phone. One had a gun. Nothing happened. Even after they stopped the guy with the gun, he was still peacefully arrested. No damage at all. Matter of fact, uh, several months back, the body cam uh, from when the two troopers up in um, uh, Oklahoma the two police officers that was killed. Uh, this guy, it was a white guy. He actually stood over one of the police officers and shot him and killed him. Stood over him. And they did a manhunt. Yeah, when they found him, he had a, had a couple of bruises on him. But guess what? He's waiting for his day in court. But then again, uh, 
a couple of years before that, black guy got pulled over. He walking back to his vehicle, back turned toward the police officer, hands up in there, and that cop shot him in the back. Now she's training other police officers. So, yeah, it's a difference between black and white justice. Do your homework. Do the study. Open your eyes and think about it. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot that goes on. Um, so many. Okay. Uh, well, your president, let's say, shoot him. Well, first of all, I'm gonna just skip over that one. Yeah, uh, because I don't. I, I will have to pull that up. But Trump told him to, uh, yeah, don't be nice to them. Uh, hit the head up against the car a couple of times while you're putting them in the back seat. Oh, I guess you forgot about that. Oh, don't worry about it. We'll just skip over that, too. Um, no, I talk about it uh, because if if you stick around long enough, you will see. I say all the time, what's right is right, what's wrong is wrong. You do the crime, you go to jail. Bottom line, you do the crime, you go to do the time. So so don't say um, we don't talk about it. Yeah, we do. And if a person uh, commit a crime, yeah, they should go. In that situation, I feel like it it probably would have been a different situation because uh, you have to know the history of uh, uh, of that area. So it would have been completely different. Yeah, it would have been completely different. Yeah, definitely go see the see the video. See the video. Come back tomorrow. Let me know what you think about it. And um. We would uh, go from there. So, um, um, uh, T. Cal said, "You are always fair." That's the only way I know how to be. I don't. I look at things for as it is, not just my opinion of it. If it's video, I look at the video, I read the story, and give my opinion of it. Now, my opinion may not be the same as yours, but at the end of the day. Throughout the cases of unarmed people getting killed, uh, black people in particular, are a lot of time they was done by white officers. Not all of them. I'm just saying a lot of time they have been. And it always come back, it was justified. How the hell is it justified because somebody running away from you? That's not justified. But that's that's the law that people have it when it's dealing with black people. And I hope and pray you never have to deal with this situation since you say you are a black man. Hopefully you never have to deal with this situation where people can you have to face the reality of uh of, of experiencing racial profile 
because I have experienced racial profile many of times and I've talked about it on the show. So, yeah, it's a difference when you have to deal with it personally. And not because of whatever I was doing, I could be driving down the street. It could have been because of the person I was dating at the time. They want to know if she was okay because we wasn't the same color. I would get pulled over every time. Then just standing outside my apartment with my best friend, 7.30 in the morning, talking with my with my work uniform on because I just got off. Cops say you just want to get to know the neighborhood. He's new to the beat. We introduced ourselves. That wasn't good enough. He want to turn around and check our ID. No. Introducing somebody, you don't need to check ID. Then driving down the street, driving a brand new mountaineer. And all of a sudden, cop pull up on the side of me. See, I'm young black guy driving this brand new car. He started squealing. He hit his brakes so hard to jump behind me. Held me out there for about an hour and a half. Kept trying to get me to look in the car. And I wouldn't do it. But I thank God for that brother that seen what was going on. He called the police and reported it. I thank God for my mom and my sister coming up there that time of morning. Other than that, that could have been me on a hashtag. So, yeah, it's a difference. Um, Okay. You talking about show facts. You must have your head stuck up Trump ass or something talking about show facts of uh unarmed black man being killed. <laughs> okay. Well I'm I'm glad you feel that way. But uh look at the video and come back, come back tomorrow, let me know. Cause I've already gone 30 minutes over my time and I'm um uh yeah. You saying that's fake news, man. You got to stop sniffing Trump ass. He He's about to get out of office. He's on a countdown. So uh, uh, apparently you're not hearing what I'm saying, and I'm going to say this, and I'm going to get up out of here. Like I said, it's crimes in every community, even in the black community. I say all the time, we need to take our neighborhoods back. We need to. We need to police our neighborhood. If we know uh, uh, Bebe or Junebug selling drugs, doing stuff in the neighborhood, need to get them out. That's all to it. So, um, but you have been listening to Speak On It with Who You With, Kurt Dog. We are here Sunday through Thursday. And on Thursday, Miss Risky joined us on the show. I appreciate everyone to tune in. Um, you always have a voice for your opinion. As long as you bring in facts, that's all we deal with. We don't deal with conspiracy things or, or the fake news. 
because we don't do fake news. We keep it real all the time. If it's something that we cannot verify, we won't discuss it. So bring facts. Like you say, what's up? Uh, you say, look at facts. Apparently, you hear what you want to hear. So like I said, you can um, uh, you can always um, uh, say what you want to say. But one thing about us, we're going to bring the facts to you. Uh, matter of fact, since you're on Periscope, Hit those uh, hearts for me on Periscope. Other than that, I appreciate everybody for listening tonight. What's up? Hey, look at the video. Go to TMZ. Look at the uh, Ohio State Troopers standoff. And come back tomorrow night and let's discuss it again. So um, until then, um, I love each and every one of you. And there's not a damn thing you could do about it. So until tomorrow night. Peace.